good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Baron. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing it's good. It's been a little bit. It has. I've been on the road a yeah. little bit. I did last week's show from Pittsburgh, yes. actually, and I uh, had an opportunity to visit with uh, Mr. Del Moon, yes. if you're keeping track. He is the... Uh, kind of the media relations director mm-hmm. for the National Senior Games. I was there for the National Senior Games Association annual conference. We're a member of that association, and we were there representing the state and our event and learning from other yeah. states and other senior games around. And uh, I just I knew that Dell had a million, <laughs> a million great stories. That's what he does. He, he tells yeah. the stories of senior athletes all around the nation. And so um, it was fun to visit with him. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, we, we didn't get a chance to do it yeah, together. Yeah, we didn't. So See, it um, makes you appreciate me more. Oh, bit, totally. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I, right. <laughs> not, not even, uh, not even have to, I don't even have to leave to appreciate you, Lil. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. But hey, we are entering kind of our winter season yes, around most of the United States cold. at least. And that means, yeah, it's, it's colder temperatures. It also means colds and flu yes. are going to be a part of our lives. So today I thought I would share some thoughts from an article that I found in Prevention about how to avoid a cold. Oh, good. This is going to be good advice, right? Yeah. Okay, so number one, crank up the humidifier. Oh. Isn't that interesting? That yeah. was not the first thing that I thought of. That wouldn't have been But it makes either. sense. A low humidity dries out your nasal passages. Yes. And that makes it harder to trap and eliminate those viruses and bacteria that settle in your sinuses and that eventually lead to a cold. Oh. So the fix is to invest in a humidifier and keep it running when the air starts to feel dry. Hmm. But you'll want to make sure that you keep that humidifier clean yes. because the warm and the moist environment can become a breeding ground for mold, hmm. which if you're allergic to it, can make you feel like you have a cold. <laughs> you so, see this, this potential cycle? Right. <laughs> so anyway, hu- humidity is your friend oh, during hmm. the dry months of the winter. Number two, this one won't be a surprise to you, I don't think, is to load up on vitamin C. Wrong. What? I did a a trick to you. Yes, you did. I did did. a trick to you. It's load up on vitamin D. D. Okay. That was my second choice. Oh, that was your second (laughs) choice. Okay. I would have said vitamin C for sure too, but vitamin D. Research shows that people who don't get enough vitamin D are much more likely to suffer from an upper respiratory infection, which causes a cough, scratchy throat, stuffy nose, all those cold symptoms that we're talking about. Uh, Those of you that are loading up on the sunshine vitam, uh, it, it potentially helps you because the cells depend on vitamin D to activate your immune responses. And some studies have shown that supplementing with 400 international units of vitamin D per day may help prevent the respiratory infections. Oh, wow. So vitamin I D. had no idea. Yeah, that's good for you. Huh. I take it. Oh, do you? So you take oh, a supplement? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get your sunshine as well. Yes. Uh, especially in the winter. That's important. Yes. Here's another one. Keep your hands away from your eyes, nose, and mouth. Okay, I'm not so good at that. Well, none of us are. None of us are. We don't notice it, but we touch our faces a lot. In fact, one small study (laughs) in 2008 found that the participants touched their faces an average of 16 times per hour. Hour? Oh, per my hour. I read that and I thought 16 times a day. And then I saw the hour and I'm like, oh, my word. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's a major no-no during yeah. the cold and flu season when it when you come in contact with a virus through another person or through an infected surface, mm-hmm. it can enter your system if your hands aren't properly cleaned. Huh. That's according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which leads me to number four, which is to wash your yeah. hands effectively yeah. and often. So making sure you're washing your hands the right way, using soap and scrubbing for 20 seconds and make sure you're washing between your fingers and underneath your fingernails. Uh, you might want to opt for hand sanitizer if you're in a pinch and don't mm-hmm. have the ability to wash. Uh, but if the virus is deposited on a surface or an inanimate surf, uh, uh, object, you touch it and then touch your eyes, your nose, your mouth, you could infect yourself that way. That's according to Thomas Russo, who's a professor and chief of infectious diseases at the University of Buffalo huh. in New York. Uh, then he says if you touch a contaminated surface, good hand hygiene will help you to avoid the infection. So we wow. know that, right? Wash yeah. your hands regularly. Yeah. We learned that in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of this is mirroring right. what we've been talking about for the last couple of years. Number five, disinfect your phone. Oh. That makes sense, yeah, right? It does. And so, I don't know. I, I probably don't do it as much as I ought to, but every once in a while yeah. I remember. But uh, just think of all the places that you put your phone down during <laughs> the day, right? The kitchen counter, Ew. the bathroom stall, <laughs> the restaurant table. I mean, it's a germ fest. Your phone is a, it's covered. It's covered, Ugh. Lil. Uh, a 2012 <laughs> University of Arizona study found, you've probably heard this before, that cell phones carry 10 times the amount of bacteria that toilet seats cover. Really? Yeah. And that disgusting. Oh, so disinfect your phone. phone. No kidding. I know we're all just feeling the creeps right now, putting that phone up against your face. To disinfect your devices, experts suggest using a Lysol or a Clorox disinfecting huh? wipe. They want to make sure that you squeeze the liquid out of it because you right. don't want to damage your phone. And, and bleach, while it does get rid of germs, can be detrimental to your phone. So make sure that you're careful about that. Um, but uh, you need to clean it once in a while. It's important. Excuse Uh, me, I got to go. Yeah, no kidding. I just thought of something I got to do. A couple of other things here. Get plenty of sleep. That Mm. shouldn't come as a surprise, even though sometimes it's hard to do. Mm -hmm. A good snooze is key when it comes to preventing colds. In one JAMA internal medicine study, researchers gave 153 healthy men and women nasal drops containing rhinovirus, and then they tracked their sleep habits (laughs) Like who signs up for that test? Right. How much? How much are you going to pay me to shove rhinovirus <laughs> up my nose? Anyway, they found that people who regularly uh, got less than seven hours of sleep were three times more likely to come down with a cold wow. than those who slept eight hours or more each huh. night. So the National Sleep Foundation recommends aiming for at least seven to nine hours per night, and that can keep you from getting a cold. Yeah. They had a bunch of other suggestions like getting enough zinc, wearing a face mask, which we all Mm -hmm. love to do. Yeah. (laughs) Get a flu vaccine and then avoid those who are obviously sick. Um, If you do develop cold-like symptoms, it's a good idea to rule out other contagious viruses like COVID-19. Get that test just in case. After all, the currently dominant strains of the virus that are circulating often cause symptoms that can be confused Mm -hmm. with a cold. Sometimes it feels like it's just the same thing. It's a good idea to know if you're dealing with it so that you can get the proper treatment and avoid spreading it to others. Mm -hmm. There's really no specific treatment or cure for the common cold, but you can do a few things to help yourself feel better. The CDC recommends doing uh, the following, like getting uh, rest if you're feeling sick, Mm -hmm. drink plenty of fluids, consider taking over-the-counter medicines just to ease the symptoms. That's not going to cure you but ease ease the symptoms Uh, and then the bottom line is really prevention is your best medicine so uh, make sure that you're taking care of yourself don't freak out if you do get sick though most adults get at least one to two colds per year oh so it's not 
that weird right if you get one but <laughs> try to keep to take keep, uh, keep yourself healthy and take care of yourself right Today's guest, yes, Lil. I know. If you tuned in a few weeks ago, we talked about kind of the cycle of the games and what has to be done that leads mm-hmm. to the next thing and the next thing, and then that eventually in October leads us up to the games. We're hosting all of our recap meetings now yes. with many of our volunteer directors, yes. and just yesterday yes. we met with the fine folks who helped us manage a brand new event yeah. that was new to us this year, yes. and that is the bike tour. So welcome to Bethany Price and Carrie King. Yeah. Hello, hello. It's good to be back with you, Kyle and Lil. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. So Bethany's been on the show before and, and we talked a little bit about cycling as well mm-hmm. as the bike tour then. Carrie, this is the first time for you, but thank you for joining us. <laughs> It is, yes. It was exciting. It was fun, and I'm, we were happy to be a part of it. Yeah. So let's talk just a little bit for those who didn't get a chance to experience. Um, what what was the bike tour? So the bike tour was self guided. Um, it was a self guided tour that went started at Confluence Park, and we had four different routes um, that were set up by Bethany and her husband. It was amazing for all the participants, and um, like I said, all four of them started from Confluence Park, we went one direction or another, and um, for and the then ended back and then ended. So yep, all of them were out and back, so you could. You know, bring your car, bring your bike if you wanted to do the course and then come back. Yes, made it, it made it extremely easy. And for those who had their own bike, they just hopped on their own bike and took off. And then for those who didn't, we had e-bikes available and regular bikes as well to rent so they could... Um, go off and have some fun in town. Yeah, awesome. And I know a lot of people did. Yeah, they did. Uh, go out and have a lot of fun. So, so Bethany, you and your husband were the ones who kind of uh, built the courses. Per se- I mean, not you didn't build the roads or anything, but you. you <laughs> yes, you we the- we built them <laughs> mentally and physically. We we went out on our bikes and mapped the courses, and then took those maps and put them into the format so that others could use them. And it was a lot of fun designing this and showcasing our beautiful area. And we wanted to show people what this area has to offer. You know, we're not just all about pickleball and softball (laughs) and all of the wonderful things that we have, all the golf. I mean, we have everything, right? right. right? So we wanted to show some of the other great areas in our city. And I think we did that with this bike tour. It was a lot of fun. I know that one of the things that our athletes love when they come into our community is just the beauty of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, we hear that all the time, mm-hmm. you know, it's just such a beautiful place. And then they love the people. And there's so many great things that go on during the games, uh, the competition, as well as peripheral mm-hmm. events. Um, but this was kind of new to us and one that we were excited about. We didn't know exactly how it would work or, or um, how many people would be interested. Uh, but um, you went out and you found these uh, four kind of out and back type courses, circular uh, or out and then back on the same trail. Um, What were some of the things that people would see if they were out on these four courses? Well, some of the trails that all of us locals just love, we got to showcase. So, for instance, they started at Confluence Park and did the infamous Mayor's Loop, Mm -hmm. just over five miles, and it skirts along the river and over a couple of bridges and, you know, pretty beautiful and just a great little five mile loop you'll see runners and walkers and you know families out with their dogs and cyclists and e-bikes out there and that's just a great little loop right there along the river one of the great things about the mayor's loop like you said is that it does run along the river and Mm -hmm. uh, unless you know kind of the area and how to get next to the river (laughs) you just assume that it's all just red rock and uh, lava as well, you know, mixed in there. Um, but there are some really beautiful green areas as well. Yes, and right now those leaves are changing down by the river, so it's yeah. even prettier right now. And then another leg took the river path out to the east, 
and went through and hooked onto the Washington Trail system and through Sullivan Park and up Hellhole Canyon and Cottonwood Wash. And, and there was even a little leg out to Middleton Wash, which is a great little ravine up there. And so, you know, those are areas that seldom get visited yeah. by our, our visitors. Yeah. And it was a lot of a lot of fun to be able to map that and <laughs> and you did and, and encourage that <laughs> yes and and those are just beautiful areas those the cities have put a lot of work yeah. and a lot of time and money into developing those paths for the people to use them and and it's a great great time so I'm curious, Carrie, you were the one who kind of managed the completion. So people would, they would go out, they would do a leg. If they uh, were able to do it, they would come back and let you know. And we had some hole punches and some cards and some things that they could track their progress. But they'd come back and let you know. And then they would get a sticker for every leg yep. that they finished. And then if they finished all four... Then they got a medal. Then they got a medal, right? <laughs> which is really exciting which for was, a lot of them. Which they is kind of it. kind of fun. Now it Bethany fun. talked about the courses, and some of uh, some of us local will recognize all those mm-hmm. names that she says. Some of us that are local won't recognize any of them, and maybe we should get out there and take advantage of the trails. But I'm curious, what were what were athletes' responses when they came back to you after doing uh, a, a, like a, a Mayor's Loop or Hellhole Canyon? Oh, they all loved it. They thought it was really amazing, and even some of the locals. A lot of locals don't understand that St. George has over 60 miles of bike path um, and that's growing all of the time. So we had local athletes that had never been on these paths. So we brought them out. We brought people from all over the country, international, that um, absolutely loved loved the area, loved the bike path, said they can't wait to do it again next year, bring some friends with them, um, add on family and, and that type of thing. So everybody had a really, really good time and just loved the different courses and and um it just gave them something you know something extra to do something extra to enhance their experience now we didn't do any formal surveys or anything like that but i'm wondering if in your interaction with the athletes if there was one trail or one course that stood out as what seemed to be people's favorites or was it pretty pretty absolutely the hellhole trail the one that went all the way out there was was by far the favorite of anybody they just it has different it was it was pretty flat except for the very (laughs) that very end part that goes that goes up but um it just there's there's different um just the views are different. It changes from the river and then, you know, you can kind of, there's parts where you go in through some, some rock and, and stuff. So that by far, I think was everybody's favorite. Wow. Interesting. And it was the longest one. Yeah. I knew that it was the longest one, but it was, it was by far the favorite. Now, one of the things that was, um, I think kind of fun about this opportunity is number one, it wasn't really a competitive event. You weren't, you weren't timed. Mm -hmm. It's not a race. Uh, you could do it at your own pace, and you could do it over the full two weeks of the games if you wanted to. Right. Uh, so it was very, very, very flexible. Um, but we also introduced e-bikes for the first time. Yes. We've we've had cycling and mountain biking both mm-hmm. for a, a long time at the games. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about how can we, you know, give people an opportunity to experience e-bikes or those that are experienced with them to enjoy that aspect of the games as well. And your your company um, out of here. Uh, rent, 
tell me the full name. Is it out, out of here? your e-bikes? E-bikes. Okay, yep. out of your e-bikes. Uh, had some available for rent. I did. And uh, you, you, for local people, they can still get a hold of you and rent. They can. Those yep, bikes. Absolutely. Yep. We're located in Zion and Bryce, and then um, during the winter months when it's a little bit slow. Well, we're closed in Bryce right now, but in Zion when it's a little bit slow, if we have advanced reservations in St. George, we can deliver some e-bikes for people to have fun on as well. So let me just say, I, I own an e-bike and I love it. I absolutely love it. But if somebody is unfamiliar with it, tell us a little bit about this whole phenomenon that sure. that are e-bikes. Sure. So e-bikes, uh, it, they, it's funny because my husband was an avid cyclist, and the first time he saw an e-bike, the first thing that came to mind was, man, that's a cheater. That's cheating. <laughs> that's totally cheating, cheating. Right? Which we had a lot of comments like that from, from the athletes. However, those that even had their own bike and decided, you know what, I, I want to try to do all four of these in one day or, or in two days. I'm not taking my bike out. Let me try an e-bike just to have fun. They loved it. They thought it was wonderful. And there's also, there's been studies that say people who ride e-bikes actually get just as much exercise because they take their bikes out longer than you would on a normal bike. Mm. So it's fun. It's, you know, you can put as much energy into it as you want, or you can put as little energy into it as you want. As Rosie. Yeah. Yes. Rosie uh, also has an an e-bike. Rosie is, of course, our director of sports. He manages all of the sports for us and is really great about getting out and participating. And so he actually rode all four of these, not during the games. He had to do it before the game started. He's pretty busy when the games are going on. And um, he was laughing and joking about how he likes to just use the, not just the pedal assist, but the actual throttle. Uh, But he actually said that he pedaled the whole way on this one. But that really is the beauty of an e-bike, really. And um, what you just said is exactly what we have experienced. Um, my, my wife and I both have them, and we're not we're not like avid every day we get out and ride them, but we ride them fairly regularly, and we definitely spend more time and go dis- further distances right. and see more things because of that flexibility. Yep, when you're when you're tired, you can use the the assist a little bit. You can use the throttle if you need to, but if you still want to get some exercise, it's still very available to you. It's not like you're getting on a motorcycle or you're climbing in your car and going. Like there's still activity Absolutely. involved in an e-bike. Yeah. And it's fun. And people always have fun. That's the the beauty of our business is that people come back with a huge smile on their face because it's just a fun thing to do. So Bethany, you and your husband are the ones who set the courses and you, you in in not only mapping it, but you also went out and put the signs out on it so that people could hopefully find their way around and then find their way back. I I thought there was a learning curve there. Don't you worry everyone out there. It'll get better. I don't think we still have anybody out on the trails, right? Like everyone's accounted for. Okay. So come home. They made it home. Um, what uh, what did you think was the biggest lesson that you learned in, in kind of introducing this sport into the, or this event into the Huntsman World Senior Games? I think part of it is that we know our town so well. And so we forget that other people don't know the names of our streets or where to turn or, yeah. you know, what that underpass is called or yeah. things like that. And so going out on the course when you think, oh, someone, they, sh- they just you'll know to turn there. obviously know that you'll yeah, take the right path course. instead of the left path, right? And so maybe we took that for granted a little bit. So <laughs> everyone out there that did the bike tour, know we got your back, <laughs> and it's going to get even better. And 
And so that's a good eye-opener for us to, to realize that people are coming in from all over the world and seeing these beautiful places. So we want to make it accessible and we want to make it simple. And so marking the course is part of that. And we've got some great plans coming up for next year to make that even better. Okay. Awesome. Now, now Carrie said among the athletes that went out and did the different courses that uh, the Hellhole Canyon Trail was their favorite. Do you have a favorite of the four? That is one of my favorite, and I wanted it included. I I ride that and run that uh, often, but we also took the athletes up on our Red Hills Parkway and up to Mm. the Pioneer Park so they could go up on that Dixie Rock and look over our town. That was part of the course, too, and then down through Main Street, you know, down across um, our little town square and showing off the great things that we have in town. So there was a lot to this course out through Tonaquint Park. All of these beautiful places mm-hmm. were on our course. And that was a lot of fun for for us to map and to ride and to mark. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Now, if you're just listening to this and thinking, darn it, I wish I had a chance to do that. Um, a couple of things to keep in mind. Number one, come and do it with us next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's room like, for just, everyone. Just come and do it. Like, this is the kind of thing that is available and open to everyone. Um, because it's a non-competitive event, you can even register before you're the age of 50. So, you know, you could you can bring family and kids and, and everybody mm-hmm. and come and be a part of that. But even maybe before that, if you're uh, interested in doing it, all of the maps and the, the downloadable um, Strava maps and those kinds of things are still available on our website. Mm-hmm at seniorgames.net. So if you're just sitting here listening and you're living in, in St. George or in the area or just visiting whatever or just planning on coming back for the break or cr- spring or Christmas or whatever it is, um, it's still available. Yeah. And uh, strongly recommend getting out and getting to know some of these areas. I haven't done all the trails myself, um, but I've been out, uh, you know, not on the on the specific course, but out on the trails in different ways. And there is so much, so, so much that our community in this area has to offer yeah. that many of us locally don't take full advantage of. Oh. And uh, we're just going to extend that invitation out to everybody. So SeniorGames.net, uh, there's a button right there for the bike tour. And you can get information about all the fun that the athletes had mm-hmm. during the games, but you can do it right now if you're here in the local area. Yeah. And it's a great way to get that vitamin D in the wintertime. <laughs> get out on that e-bike and enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we've only got about two minutes. Uh, Bethany, in addition to the bike tour, you also helped us out with the cycling event and also the triathlon event. Yes. Now, we don't have a ton of time, so we won't be able to get really deep into it. But um, tell us just a little bit about your experience with the triathlon. The triathlon is such an amazing event. We had um, so many competitors, and we're grateful for the Desert Color community that hosted us this year. Their lagoon out there for our open swim is just a fabulous venue. It's amazing. It's beautiful, (laughs) and the mist rising off the water in the morning, and these athletes jumping in the water and coming out of the water and then heading out to their bike transition. It was really a fabulous day. And um, that's that's a great event that if you're not even going to participate, at least come and watch it next year. Because it's pretty incredible to see senior athletes that come and do three events all in one little moment and they're pretty inspiring and it's just a beautiful venue and a a lot of great athletes it really is for those that are unfamiliar with triathlon i think maybe most people know but you start off with a swim Mm -hmm. you transition into a bike and then just because it's fun you add an uh, you add a run at the end right go run a 5k (laughs) right after you've done that yeah and ours is what's called a sprint triathlon so you're swimming 
roughly 400 meters or so. The distances will vary a little bit depending on the triathlon. The bike ride is what, about 12, 13 miles? I think it was about 14 miles, yeah, yes. Yeah, so right in that area, and then a 5K at the yes. end, like you said. And, is that uh, an e-bike? It's not an e-bike no, approved. No, the bike event. tour. <laughs> <laughs> Just asking for a friend. No, our triathletes are very, very competitive, <laughs> yeah, yes. but sure. a lot of fun. And yeah. it's it's great to see so many competing in their, their age group and then doing it for fun themselves yeah. or doing it as a relay team. That's yeah. an option as well. Yeah, yeah, tons and tons of fun. Well, uh, Bethany and Carrie both, yes, thank you so thank much. You. Thanks for having us. For joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. We're <laughs> looking forward to working with you next yes. year and just continuing to have the fun. Yeah. So uh, good stuff. Did, it is. Did, did that make you want to at least try any? You know what? It kind of did. Yeah. Uh, and maybe this year I will figure it out and next year can do it. You might as well. I know. I'm gonna I've got it. a bike you can borrow. No, you can even try it between no, now and then. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit of training, a little bit of practice. Yeah. I, think, I think you'll find it's fun. Ugh. I think you'll find it's fun. Hey, just a couple of things to wrap us up here real quick. Okay. Um, all of our official results are now available online. Yes. It, it does take some time to pull it all together, yeah. but they're there. You can find everything as well as blog posts and news about the mm-hmm. games. That is all at SeniorGames.net. Mm-hmm. And we also want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Mm-hmm. We take this live show and we turn it into a podcast. And of course, you can subscribe anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Uh, if you happen to be listening by podcast, take a minute and write a review for us mm-hmm. or give us a rating. It's very easy to do. Uh, if you're on an iPhone, you can just scroll down to the bottom and there's some stars there. Uh, click on five, right? Yes. That's the one, <laughs> that's the one you want to <laughs> click on. Uh, but giving us a rating or writing a review really can help us spread the word. Right. And we appreciate your help in doing that. And then, of course, you can find this as well as previous shows right on our website. Once again, that is SeniorGames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. It's from Mae West. And she says, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. <laughs> Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.